Have you been looking at your training with your horse and just feeling a little bewildered about how all these moving parts fit together and you hear that they cannot be used in isolation of each other and you're not sure how to combine them and you're thinking what does it all mean? Is there a system? Yes there is and here's how you can begin using it in your riding. Hi there, my name is Orna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world helping you to have better conversations with your horse and I really and truly feel that when you understand how all the pieces work together you can have a better conversation because you kind of come to it understanding the language a little bit better. I think when we don't know how all the pieces fit in it can leave us feeling that there's kind of these abstract things over here and then there's this other thing over there and then we're told that it can't be used in isolation and we're thinking isolation of what 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 else am I meant to be using this with and all that fun stuff and I want to help you sort through all of that today and over the coming weeks as we dive into the training scale now I said that and if you'd suddenly said no 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 no, no, no. you've got me confused with somebody else I don't care about dressage and I don't care about some really, I don't know, old, outdated thing for training my horse. Hold on there. Whoa, Tonto. Okay, first of all, I really and truly do believe that the training scale is for all horses and all riders. Some of the most balanced horses I have ever met are trail horses, okay? And that is proof of it that when these if you want fundamentals are put together in a way that really and truly helps your horse to enhance his own natural abilities that he has right now we're not doing that in fancy we're not going to try and change him okay all we're doing is enhancing what he was born with okay but when he has that he can truly begin to just be the best version of himself and he can begin to really use his body in a way that it sometimes can just be amazing the difference between the kind of the before and the after, okay? So I want you to bear with me because I really and truly, as I said, I believe that this can be used for all horses and all riders. And that's really important. You see, the training scale is not just for the horse. Horse riding is a team sport. I've been saying this since 2013 here on the podcast, okay? It is a team sport. And it means that when you're going to apply something to the team, well, it has to be applied to the whole team. You're the other team member, Okay, so it's not just for your horse, it is for you and your horse. And I want to help you to begin to use this and to implement it, not to just be at some fancy, dancy, random kind of theoretical idea of what things are meant to be, but that you can actually use it to go forward with your horse. Okay, so what is the training scale? So we would call it the traditional training scale, the scales of training. There's lots of different words. You've probably seen a couple of pyramid pictures hanging around the internet or random books um, that kind of have this pyramid of if you want succession okay if we're training a horse and generally at the bottom of the pyramid you'll have either relaxation or rhythm or both they are not the same thing they are different I think that can be confusing okay um, I even think rhythm and tempo can be confusing because again they're not the same thing they're closely related so are relaxation and rhythm not the same thing okay but anyway you've probably seen one of those and then it works up the the kind of the ladder it goes up the the pyramid to the top where you have collection okay now for many riders they feel that collection is not attainable it is not something that they are ever going to achieve 
I don't really believe that. I think that depending on where you are with your horse, you can have glimpses of things every now and then. And I do also believe that once you truly understand each of the principles, so for example, impulsion is not just flat to the mat, okay, um, but it's actually more like a channeling or a directing of energy, okay? It's not just like, let's go and just let it all run out in front of you, okay? But when you understand the pieces a little bit better, you can actually then begin to incorporate them into your writing and you'll actually see where you then begin to develop maybe little glimpses of certain steps or certain parts or certain pieces of this training scale in your day-to-day writing. So for example, a lot of writers would not consider turn on the forehand to have anything to do with collection. And yet it has a lot, hey? (laughs) Because instead of the steps going up and out, they're going up and down. Do you understand? So there really and truly is these different elements that you can now begin to, when you understand it, begin to identify and then begin to work on them more. And I really feel that that's what the conversation's about. It's about developing your abilities as a rider so as you can be your best version, but also developing your horse's natural abilities as a horse, okay, so that he can be his best version as well. Now, as we are working through this series, I don't think it would be realistic to say that, okay, well, great, Lorne is going to start on rhythm, for example, next week. That's what we're going to be doing here. But Lorne is going to start there next week on rhythm, and I am going to be able to kind of technically six weeks from that be able to work in just collection with my horse. We are going to be there. I don't think that's how it's going to work. I don't think that works for really anything in horse riding, does it? Because you have this, again, a whole team to manage and each team member has different ideas about different things, okay? So I don't think that is practical, but what I do want from this and my goal from this is that you can begin to see where perhaps you and your horse have challenges or have like gaps, missing pieces, and also where you and your horse can really begin to work to actually get to the next level. So for example, let's take impulsion again. We, we spoke about it earlier. Let's go back there. A lot of riders really and truly confuse impulsion and they with speed and they try it out too early. They're trying to get there too early. And what, what you'll notice is if you skip some of the steps, okay? If you take them out, okay? And you're like, yeah, don't really need that. I'll go on to that one because that one seems more fun, okay? And what generally happens is as you're doing more basic things and as you're asking small questions, you're gonna get away with it. But when you begin to ask bigger questions, when you ask more, that is then when you're going to see those gaps. And you'll find this is a big reason why a lot of riders plateau or a lot of horses, okay, there are gaps usually down the bottom end of the, if you want that pyramid that we spoke about, okay, or at the beginning of it. There are gaps, things that really were maybe gone through too quickly or, and this is really important, things that were not revisited over and over. So as more questions were asked and as new levels of development were reached, the questions weren't brought back to that again. So a common one for, for that you might uh, understand, you may recognize this, would be relaxation. Relaxation is usually all well and good until it's not. 
and then it becomes really obvious when it's not. And because I believe that relaxation is foundational, meaning it's not actually a step on the training scale, it's the thing that comes before the step of the training scale. I think there's two things there, relaxation and forwardness needs to both be there and be present, okay? But when they are missing one or the other, or if they suddenly are lost, the whole thing falls down. It's like a house of cards. It just all comes down, okay? And that's often where many riders become maybe dejected and they feel that I can't can't get over this, can't move forward. No, no, it's often quite simple. It just means to go back and to really begin to, if you want, fill in the gaps, like I said earlier, and begin to put those pieces into place in the training and in both the horse and the rider's training so that they then have a more holistic approach to it. And they also have this solid foundation that they can keep building on. I really and truly believe the horse riding whether you're talking about training the horse or training the rider, it's all about layering, okay? Being able to layer these kind of principles or these methods or these these ideas, okay? And layering it on top of the other. And, and the reason I use the word ideas, you might think that's not true, but it is because you have to be able to express this to your horse. You have to be able to ask the questions. So you need to also have a good solid foundation of what it is you're trying to ask, okay? But anyway, as you begin to layer that, it strengthens, it becomes stronger. And it means that even if then maybe there's a little crack in the old foundation every now and then, the whole thing won't fall down, okay? You will be able to then go and patch the crack if you want and and continue to build. You don't have to take it all apart to go back to the beginning again. And I think that is really and truly the benefit of this. It's a holistic approach. Now, I've said it's holistic from the perspective that it's horse and rider, but I also feel that it must be holistic from the perspective that it is physical, obviously, physical development, but also mental and emotional. You have to, and your horse has to understand the questions that are being asked and the desired outcome, obviously. But also, you have to be able to believe that you can do it and your horse must be able to believe he can do it as well i'll give you another example of when maybe the emotional training scale has been ignored is often you'll see a horse who's being overfaced to a fence now the, the rider knows the horse can jump the fence everybody knows the horse can jump the fence but the horse doesn't believe he can jump the fence okay so there is this scale there is this way of working i really and truly do believe it is correct i feel that it helps both horse and rider it helps them to just develop like all round you need this all roundedness okay it's no good being fantastic at one thing and being terrible at the other the thing you're terrible with is always going to drag you back okay so this way you can begin to approach it all of it together okay if you're interested in learning more obviously subscribe to the podcast listen in we're going to be going through it and also i'm going to invite you to go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash free to sign up for a new training that i'm bringing out for riders who want to actively find where the gaps are any possible gaps in their horses training find those gaps so that they can then create a plan to actually fill the gaps in so as the horse has a more balanced and holistic training to go from you can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash free i'd love to see you there have a great one keep well and i'll chat to you soon be good bye